0: And so if you turn to uh, John 17, verses 24 through 26, the last three verses. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name, and will declare it, that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. Father, we again pray that we would receive this, your precious word, and that we would come to your table with a right heart, and joyful. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this is the last of 17 meditations. When I look back, I was kind of surprised about that. 17 meditations from this uh, beautiful prayer of the Lord Jesus for uh, His disciples, for His flock, for us. And we have seen in this prayer that the Lord was asking His Father that uh, the people given to Him would be, well, there's basically four things. You could maybe summarize the prayer requests of the Lord for us, <clears throat> excuse me, in four ways. First of all, we looked at how the Lord uh, prayed that uh, His people would be preserved, that the Father would preserve us and keep us. And then he prayed that we would be sanctified, that we would grow in holiness. And then that we would have a unity and a oneness in him uh, in the same way that the Father and the Son have a a unity. And now in this final part, he is asking his Father to allow his disciples, uh, us to participate in his glory. To participate in his glory. And this is, again, not only for the apostles then, but for all believers. So verse 24, again, Father, I desire, or I will, that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you love me before the foundation of the world. So this is the will or the desire of the Son of God for us. He knows the will of the Father and he prayed this that his own would be with him in glory. And what an assuring prayer for them then and for us now, of course. What an assuring prayer for those still on the earth. He has asked that we would be with him in his glory, in glory. This prayer is like the last will and testament of the Lord before his uh, death on the cross. And this request is according to his purchase of us on the cross, which he knew he would soon face after this prayer. We are his, we are not our own, we're bought with a price, we're meant to be with him forever, where he is. Matthew Henry said this, Christ speaks here as if he did not count his own happiness complete unless he had his elect to share with him in it. For it is the bringing of many sons to glory that makes the captain of our salvation perfect. It's a wonderful thought. He did not count his own happiness complete in a sense unless he had his elect to share with him in it. He has redeemed us, praise God, he has saved us that we would be able to share in his joy and to be with him where there is fullness of joy, always wherever he is, to be with him in paradise where he would soon be and had been and where we will be uh, with him forever. J.C. Ryle said, it is company and not place which makes up happiness. Company meaning who you're with. So it is company, not place, which makes up happiness. Ryle, I think, was uh, trying to say something like, you can be in a not so nice place, uh, but depending on the company, it can be a blessed place, right? Think of Paul and Silas. They're singing hymns in prison. And yet, dear family, we will have the best of the most glorious company of the Lord Jesus who loves us in a glorious place. We will be with him where he is. Matthew Henry also said, we shall not only be in the same happy place where Christ is, but that the happiness of the place will consist in his presence. This is the fullness of its joy because he is there, and we will be with him in glory. So we are made for a person and a place. That is a quote by uh, Randy Alcorn. I, couldn't, I don't know which book, probably the book called Heaven. So we are made for a person and a place. <clears throat> and we can know the Son in ever-growing joy now as we look ahead to our eternal home with him. And it is a place where we will behold the glory of the Son of God, unhindered by sin, we will behold it, and not only behold it, I believe, but we will be in it, and we will take part in it. It's hard to comprehend. We will experience the glory that the Father had given the Son, and He is the brightness of His glory. Paul confirms for us, and reassures us in Romans 8, those whom He predestined, He also called, whom He called, He also justified, whom He justified, He also glorified. And praise God, we will see his glory. We'll be part of it and can say with Job, Job said this, for I know that my Redeemer lives and he shall stand at last on the earth and after my skin or my body is destroyed, this I know that in my flesh I shall see God whom I shall see for myself and my eyes shall behold and not another. How my heart yearns within me, he said. And may we rest in that confidence and that hope. And may our hearts yearn within us also, that we will see our Lord Jesus. Christ in us is the hope of glory. And Paul told the Thessalonians that we all should get in the habit of comforting one another with these words. In other words, that we will always be with the Lord. That in That is one way, I believe, that we are meant to uh, encourage one another and build one another up and and love one another, to encourage each other, that we will always be with the Lord. And then our Lord Jesus began uh, concluding his prayer, verse 25, O righteous Father, this is the only place in Scripture uh, where that is, O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me. Our Lord exalts here his Father, (coughs) the Father of righteousness, And he declares again in the hearing of his disciples that the world, the unregenerate, do not know the Father because they would not accept his Son and know him as their Savior. But that he has known the Father and is one with the Father, even in his incarnation. And that the disciples given to him know that he was sent by his Father and he is the Messiah. He is God. And God the Son ends his prayer for us in this way. Verse 26. And I have declared to them your name and I will declare it that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. The Lord in quick review here says that he has accomplished his calling. He has finished his work on the cross given to him by the Father and he will always declare the love of the Father for him. He will always be doing so and he will always be declaring the name of the Father through us to the ends of the earth. Indeed, it is our commission to do this, and that this eternal love of the Father for the Son is now in his people through the spirit of love poured out into our hearts. He finished his prayer for his own here just before going to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he is still interceding for us, praise God, and as we partake together of this table this morning, this communion with him, we see again the elements which remind us of the cost of our redemption of his great love for us, and that he is coming again in glory. He is our hope, and he is our portion in the land of the living and for eternity. So, dear family, rejoice as you partake now that the Lord of glory is in you. Oh, righteous Father, we do greatly rejoice this morning that you sent your Son, and that with your Son you sent your Spirit, that we might live an abundant life and have eternal life with the hope of dwelling in glory, with the Lord of glory. Oh, Lord, we praise you, and we thank you for praying for us on earth and continuing to uphold us. Oh, Lord, what a future for us we have. And it is all by your grace. And so we come now in obedience and in joy to partake of this means of grace that you have lovingly given to your people. And we praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in the name of our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Amen.